Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. Today, we're going to talk about engaging intrinsic motivation. Life is a journey. Spirit of EQ helps shape and guide the road ahead for individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations striving to realize their full potential through emotional intelligence. Spirit of EQ is a coaching and consulting company that assists individuals and businesses to reach their full potential by developing emotional intelligence. In business, managers and leaders recognize the value of training to develop leadership skills. What they may not realize is that those skills are far more effective when they pay attention to not only performance, but also to people. Emotional intelligence is a crucial skill because people drive performance and emotions drive people. After this podcast, listen for a special opportunity to learn more. With us today, as always, is Jeff East. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good to see you again. Good to hear your voice. Intrinsic motivation. I'm familiar with the motivation part, but tell us a little bit about what is intrinsic motivation. need to work, look at two words. One is intrinsic and another is extrinsic, and they're pretty simple. Intrinsic is something that comes from within. In this case, you motivation comes from, from within you, you with who you are. Extrinsic motivation comes from exterior things like peer pressure, just anything like that that can affect you from the outside, any external force that causes you to do what you do. Internal forces and the external. Between the two, what would you say is the most powerful? For most people, I believe the extrinsic is more powerful because they haven't taken the time to really examine what actually motivates them, what what kind of a result do they want to have from whatever they're doing, whether it's family, work, hobby even, social issues, what is driving them. And most people are driven by the extrinsic. So it's it's more powerful in that way, but it's not the most important. How do we engage intrinsic motivation? Intrinsic motivation is looking at what drives you, taking taking a close look at what is it that makes me do what I'm doing? To take the time to figure out what's important and then to, to learn how to use those drivers, those things that motivate you, you know, to, to accomplish what you want, what goals, what results you want in your life. Are there opportunities to inspire others by making that kind of a, taking that kind of direction? Yes. If, if you are 
let's say, working on a, a project at work. And if you're driven just by getting the job done, okay, so that you can turn it into your boss and say, this project is over, you're probably not going to inspire your coworkers, either the your peers or the people that are maybe reporting to you. If you're driven, if your intrinsic motivation is we want to make this the best project, to do the best we can so that the result is the best that we can show to our boss or who, the customer, whatever, that can inspire people to be driven by the same thing, by your example. And that's just one example. It could be just anything, sports, right. music, anything that you can think of. The intrinsic is really the power side of the equation and getting people sort of getting inspiration to spread. Am I mm -hmm. hearing that? Yeah. I mentioned sports and, and it, I just thought of this. I, I can remember the first time I heard about LeBron James mm -hmm. when he was playing for the high school team. You know, he never went to college, but he was playing for the high school team and his motivation kind of, it caught me when I heard what he would do when his team, his team, I don't think ever, you know, if they lost a game, it was, you know, world shattering almost. They were that good sure. because of him. When his team would get up a lot of points to the other team, he would stay in the game, but his motivation wasn't to score points. He wouldn't shoot the basket again. His job was to help the other players on his team score. To show that he shared it, he, he that that was his motivation. His motivation was to make his teammates better. You know, it's interesting that you mention him in that uh, story because you hear that consistently that everyone says that they love to play with him. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you're motivated to help others succeed, that would be a strong inspiration tool. And wow. you know, all basketball players don't look that way. You know, they some of them get kind of selfish, and and when that happens, or any sports team, when that person gets selfish and they're motivated by themselves, uh, because they the ex the external motivation is they want the glory, they want the notoriety, that will drive them, and it, and their teams usually don't do that well. Yeah, that's true. History history is a prover of that. I saw this ahead of time before we were going to meet. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite lyricists and musicians. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to butcher his last name. Is it Neil Pert or Piart? I've heard it both ways. I okay. say it Pert. <laughs> okay. So I say Pert as well. Okay. And Neil Pert is the drummer for the band Rush, right? Correct. Help me out here. Okay. I really want to hear this. I'm, I'm going to do a little bit backstory with Neil. Okay, great. Uh, Neil had a very solid relationship with his wife. He was he had a daughter that he was very, you know, good family. And he got hit with two tragedies in about a month's time. His daughter was killed in a car accident, and they found out his wife was terminal with cancer. And he told the other two guys in Rush that, I don't think I'll ever be able to play again. I don't think I can do music again in my life. He got on his motorcycle and was gone for about a year. And he wrote a really neat book about that called Ghost Rider, which I would recommend to anybody by Neil Peart. But he finally got himself straightened around, and he came back with Rush because he, you know, he, the other two guys in Rush says, well, we can't be the band without you. You know, there's three of us. That's the only way we can be Rush. So he started playing, touring, recording, and he decided that he didn't like how he was drumming. And arguably you could say he's in the top two or three drummers. You can argue that he maybe is the best rock and roll drummer ever. Easily. Okay. That's what people were saying. But he said, I don't like how I'm playing. And I, I wish I would have looked this up because I can't remember the man's name. Hopefully you can. If not, he went to New York and studied with a famous drum jazz musician kind of a guy. 
I, you know what? And uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't quote me on this. I could get this wrong, but I think it was Buddy Rich. Yes, I think so too. I never can remember that. Yeah. Because even though everybody was telling Neil, you're you know, one of the best drummers that ever played rock and roll music, he wasn't happy. So he decided he was going to go study with this guy to become a better drummer because he was intrinsically motivated to become a better drummer. He spent six months in New York. And I believe the first two months, they didn't even touch a drum kit. He was taking dance classes and ballet and everything because this, this Buddy Rich, which I think you're right if not, but said drumming is, you know, you have to learn this first. So he was intrinsically motivated to go make himself better, even though externally everybody was telling him he was the best. So I, I have a lot of respect for him. You know, Rush is not everybody's cup of tea, getting these voices different this is true their lyrics neil pert's lyrics are pretty sometimes convoluted but very deep but i just respect him that he was intrinsically motivated to make himself better when somebody can do that i think they have a really good head start on becoming a success that's a great story I'm going to use my intrinsic motivation to use self-control and not want to talk about all kinds of other things relating to Neil Peart and such. Uh, we only have so much time, but maybe we'll do another episode just on Neil Peart and how it relates to all right. EQ. How about that? Okay. So you've used two good stories there, LeBron James, Neil Peart, and, and the power of intrinsic motivation. So what do I do? How do I, how do I get started with that? To, to find my intrinsic motivation. One of the ways to think about that, what, what intrinsically motivated is what gives you juice, what gives you energy. You know, if I'm doing this and I'm just going through the motions because I just have to, you're not intrinsically motivated. But when you start something, and it can be anything, and it gives you energy and it gives you satisfaction and it gives you a sense of accomplishment and makes you want to do it more – you're probably being intrinsically motivated from yourself. You're, you're working from that. I think sometimes we find our intrinsic motivation and we, and we do get the juice. We realize, man, this is something that I, I could just keep at it. And then we hear those external voices that tell us, Hey, maybe it won't work. Nobody's going to be interested. All the reasons why not to do it. And there's that struggle that that's something that leaps out to me. And, and, I, and some of the things that we've looked at prior to this episode, these ideals of extremes, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked about it in other episodes about the passive and the driven and, and how these things can come into play. Talk a little bit about that as it relates to... Okay. If you're, you're passive, you're just not going to be motivated. You're going to just be blown which way, way the wind blows, whatever the external motivation is, whatever the external pressures you know, people coercing you to do things, you're going to go that path. Like maybe today I'm told by five different people about how great I could do or be and, and try this and you should. And then tomorrow I get all the critics come out of the woodwork. So mm -hmm. I'm happy today, but then tomorrow I'm down in the ditch. Is that kind of what you're saying? That, that could be part of it is, or okay. you just take the path of least resistance. Gotcha. I'm just going to go wherever they push me. I'm not really making a choice, so I really don't have responsibility now. It's just it goes wherever it goes. What about on the other side, the other extreme? Okay. Um, a person that is intrinsically motivated is going to be confidence. You know, they're going to be reliant on themselves. They're not going to need other people to 
push them mm-hmm. to do it. Now they're they're going to need other people possibly to help with a, a a project or something like that. It's not like they're a loner, but they don't need that input from other people to help them achieve their goals. People that are very intrinsically motivated could be strong leaders, either official leaders, mm-hmm. or kind of what we talked about earlier. And I think sometimes more important, they can be the unofficial leaders. I believe a lot of times those leaders are the ones that really get things done. I would agree with that. Just because of who they are. But there there are some other – there are some downfalls by being self – very highly intrinsically motivated, self-motivated. You might lose tolerance for people that maybe aren't as driven or don't have all the skills you think they should have. Uh, you become impatient. Something – that is important to someone else that's not important to you can cause an issue. You you, beca- you can become too self-motivated mm-hmm. and other people's feelings and skills and things like that may be pushed to the side. But when you start looking at some of the other EQ competencies we talked about and couple that with intrinsic motivation, you're navigating emotions, paying attention to the emotions in other people, you know, recognizing your patterns is really important for somebody that's in intrinsically motivated to make sure you don't trample people. <laughs> That's a great point. And I think, um, Jeff, the, the idea here is that in the past episodes, it, there is kind of like a thread running through mm-hmm. this, right? So the person that maybe is in this place has tools that we've t- discussed previously mm-hmm. to, to make this a very positive impact versus a negative. When we do an assessment and we do the full, the full say assessment, mm-hmm. With these eight competencies, one of the things we look at is balance, not necessarily how high or low somebody has rated themselves, but the balance. If somebody's intrinsic motivation is very high and other competencies are lower, that high intrinsic motivation is something we need to talk about to kind of keep it in check. And it, it works the same way with all the other competencies. If it's too, you know, we want, we want to balance. In a person, you know, it's interesting, and I'm going back in my head to the LeBron James uh, story, and and I can imagine that if he wasn't careful, the idea of sharing the ball and and helping other people look good could be a problem because there might be a time in crunch time, right, mm-hmm. where he needs to be the one to take the shot, for lack of a better way of saying yeah. it. So we've talked a little bit about these extremes. Are, are there any other dangers around this intrinsic? motivation piece? No, just like we said, it's just you you need to make sure that you're balancing your competencies so that your your life just is a little bit more harmony. How about a little homework? Okay. So for the listeners out there, what what would you say they could they could work out or work on on their own? Look at a week and look at the the projects or the things that you've done and see what was motive what was the motivating factor in that? Was I motivated because I had a deadline that my boss gave me or a deadline that my spouse gave me or whatever it was. Was that what was motivating me just to make the deadline or was I motivated because I wanted this to go well? I wanted to achieve this because this is what I wanted to see. And look at it that way. Did this motivation help me achieve what I really wanted? Well, Jeff, that brings us to the end of this episode. Once again, it's great being with you. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for subscribing and listening to the Spirit of EQ podcast with Jeff East and Eric Pennington. Spirit of EQ is a preferred partner of Six Seconds, the Emotional Intelligence Network. Six Seconds is a nonprofit organization researching what works in emotional intelligence. 
Best practices are shared through methods and tools that are global, scientific, and transformational. To find out more about Spirit of EQ or to request a speaker, go to spiritofeq.com. Our contact information is in the podcast show notes as well. And now for our special offer. Hi, this is Jeff again. I just want to let everybody know that if you have any questions or want more information about anything we've talked about, just send me a quick email. My email is jeff at spiritofeq.com, and I'll get right back with you. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So. Yes. How do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them. So reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, yes. do you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So to we're, hear- we're not the perfect podcast host. We're close. Okay, all but, right, but, but not, still, not totally. We want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media: LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based, and it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.